Hey guys, this is Max from Messed Up at Midnight. The following podcast contains discussions of sexual assault. If these topics are sensitive to you, please watch at your own discretion. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy this episode where we talk. I dismember mama. And yeah, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. I am your host for this episode, Max Steele. And as always, I am joined by the Bing.com of media personalities. And that is, of course, the one, the only Mr. Michael Flaherty. Hey, I just, I'm just glad I'm just glad I'm not the Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I'm just. I could have called you the Internet Explorer of media personalities. I was like, I or the net, like again, again. I always like, I'm always, I'm always an optimist. I always like to say, hey, at least I'm not the Netscape navigator to like to like the Chrome or whatever. At least, at least I'm big. At least some people use me. And I'm joined by the AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> Oh, exactly. MySpace.com. I'm, I'm joined by MSN Messenger. So Mike, Mike, how you doing? You know what? I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh I just, I'm I'm enjoying life as a law-abiding citizen. Which which I know sounds a lead into like some very illegal and nefarious activities, but like given this movie, I'm sitting there just like, you know what? I'm like, man, sometimes it's okay to be a bland. Sometimes it's okay to just citizen. walk the straight line and just not bother exactly. anybody. <laughs> sometimes it's okay to just be a fucking normal, boring person. And guys, of course, the movie we are talking about today is I Dismember Mama, which also had the alternate title known as Poor Albert and Little Annie. So this is a 1972 horror movie. Which it actually, I found this interesting as I was watching it. So this movie came out in 1972, and it precedes both tech, both the the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Black Christmas. And I was thinking about it because a lot of people point to those movies as like the very first examples of the slasher movie that gained a lot of prominence in the 1980s. So could we make an argument for Albert? To be the very first serial killer, or would that have to go to Norman Bates? Mike, your thoughts? I, I, I'm just, I just gotta say the idea that the idea that this movie may have broken ground to a certain extent is nuts to me because it's not like this movie's not good. I want to really get that across. This movie is not good. But that being said, it's like the mo- the 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 monster in the in the horror sense that is albert it's so weird thinking that this character is like has broken ground because i mean you're right like as i look at it like the only other horror movies of that time period are like the omen that came out at the exact same time mm-hmm. you have rosemary's baby and then you have like psycho mm-hmm. which is which i'm sitting there going like wow this is actually kind of like a new thing or like a fresh thing. Like 
That being said, it's still it's still it still very much gives off that grindhouse movie theater type of vibe mm-hmm. with it. In the fact that it looks like it was recorded and filmed inside of inside of like like a black like a black tin can or some shit. Like it is just <laughs> the audio is terrible, the lighting's terrible, and it looks like it was made for nothing. Yeah. But like, and you mentioned grind, yeah. and you mentioned grindhouse movies as well. This actually also had a double feature run. With uh, the blood spattered bride, which is one of the movies that actually influenced Quentin Tarantino. Um, Are you shitting me? Yeah, blood splatter, blood splattered bride, and really? I dismember mama aired a double feature. I can't remember in what year, but I remember there's like a YouTube video of Eli Roth talking about the trailer for this double feature. That's that's insane. That both Eli Roth and Quentin Tarantino, there's a real solid possibility that they've seen this movie. Oh, absolutely. And that. Yeah, it's like that that actually that actually like the thing is is like now the question that's running through my head is does this movie have actual credibility? And that does this movie you? actual Yeah, it, it kind of, I don't it, it's weird to me. I don't know if it bothers me, but it sure as shit doesn't like make me like feel good or anything like that. I was like, did we just like just stumble onto like a movie with genuine like clout? Like that's that's that, that's so weird to me. It's definitely possible. And speaking of clout and where you can like watch this movie, um, we actually I was trying to find a way to watch this movie and it wasn't available for me to like, you know, rent on Amazon and I couldn't find it anywhere on any other streaming service. But thankfully, the gods of YouTube came to my rescue and the full movie is up. For your viewing pleasure for free on YouTube, which this baffled me because there are um, two times in this movie where you can just straight up see boobs. And I was like, I did not know they allowed that onto YouTube. I was just, dude, I'm telling you, it's like the underbelly of YouTube is like a goldmine for obscure pirated movies. I don't know why. It's so strange. But I remember as a kid. Just and this was like and this was just before like this was just as Netflix was like getting there, but it was like still kind of like it was kind of in that halfway sort of period. Back when you had to order like them through 20, the mail. Yeah, well, no, they are just rolled out the streaming thing. It was like that 2011 to 2013 sort of thing mm-hmm. where it's like it was a thing and people were recognizing it, but it wasn't like what it is now. And like I remember wanting to watch, I think it was the original Dawn of the Dead. And I remember like I couldn't find it on anything. So I straight up went onto YouTube, typed in Dawn of the Dead, and then straight up watched the pirated movie on YouTube. And like as a result of that, there was just a just a whole list of these random ass movies from the 60s and 70s that I had never heard of that were just on YouTube, uncensored, uncut. It was, it was wild. And this movie was amongst that list. And I remember my, just cause, just cause my dad walked pie as I was watching Dawn of the Dead and he went, Oh, I remember that movie. And he pointed to this movie and I went, Oh, did you watch it? He goes, absolutely not. It looks stupid. But he goes, I remember seeing that poster and I was like, Oh, and you, Oh shit. Okay. You mentioned Dawn of the dead, which by the way, remind me. And on one of these episodes, 
I want to tell my Dawn of the Dead story because I I got I got I got an interesting story about meeting Tom Savini. <laughs> which oh, yeah. okay. no, nothing nothing bad i want to make that very clear this isn't going to be like a messed up at midnight versus tom savini podcast like we're not we're not doing that <laughs> but let's we're like, not roasting them but getting back onto uh i dismember mama so mike i got a question to ask you then if this movie were oh, yeah. a drink what would it be and why see i i i genuinely I was racking my brain about this and I was trying to think of what what encapsulates I Dismember Mama's movie. Mm-hmm. And I came up with fucking nothing. Like I, I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it a stack. Like I there was nothing in this movie that like teed me off to like a specific drink. And then I went, okay, well, let's narrow the scope. Let's just go Albert, because he's like 80% of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. Albert is Albert. I was like, Albert is like, if Albert reminds me of Dennis Reynolds from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And, and, and just like, and just like if a really like irritating Redditor was a person and I just sat there and just combined the two and went, now what would that person want to drink? And I was thinking a martini. Okay. Because, because it's, it's one of those things where it's, associated with class and sophistication but there's the cognitive dissonance that just because you're drinking a martini doesn't make you classy so i really feel like i feel like i feel like a a really dirty martini mm-hmm. is like the perfect like cocktail that describes this movie to me just because like there's the idea that if you, if you have one in your hand you're like suddenly james fucking bond <laughs> when in reality like you just look like an idiot with a martini. <laughs> so I really feel like that's the cocktail that fits with this movie. Okay, I can I can see that. Now you you brought up a point, um, and I'm in the same boat as you. This was a very hard movie to come up like a drink for. Cause normally, like after I'm done watching this movie, I have like I have an idea of the direction that I want to go. Like for and for instance, um Back in me, I was thinking, okay, let's go towards like, you know, McDonald's Coke and something to do with aliens. Um, mm-hmm. With Zoom, I thought of like Nickelodeon slime, which kind of pushed me in that direction. Uh, for Bucky Larson, yeah. I thought of just straight pain. Um, <laughs> but for this one, I, I had no direction. I had no idea which route I wanted to go. So I let it sit for a second. Yeah. I started thinking, I started like researching some drinks and I found some a drink called the mother's called mother's milk and what that oh. is is one ounce uh goldschlager cinnamon schnapps one ounce Ooh. butterscotch cinnamon schnapps and one ounce of milk now for me that is just a little <sighs> bit too classy for this movie so <laughs> i decided to replace some of the ingredients so you're gonna want to keep your milk. Okay. You want to keep your milk about one ounce, actually two ounces probably. Two ounces of milk. Replace the butterscotch with one ounce Smirnoff red, white, and berry vodka. Because when I was watching this movie, I, I immediately thought like this is a very like for some reason it felt very American. You know what? Just, <laughs> does, like, does that make any sense? I like- 
I'm gonna be, I, okay. I'm gonna be very honest. No, it's just like it's very weird that like and and, and I I want to I don't want to say like maybe the listeners will disagree, but like what how you, how you sit through this movie and just think yeah patriotic. I don't know because for me it just very much felt like you know the go, the good golden you know nothing's wrong family just sitting there. Meanwhile, they got the kid, they got their, you know, the kid with the mental illness, just kind of just shoved away just in the attic. Oh, and we're just yeah, like, exactly. and like, everything's fine. Everything's, everything's fine. There's nothing to worry yeah. about here. And the kid just overreacts like the nineties grunge movement or some yeah, shit exactly. like that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So replace that and then replace the cinnamon, um, the cinnamon schnapps, with one ounce of fireball whiskey coming in and just fucking up that American dream. Oh, God. Oh, God. Add a little bit of grenadine for blood and boom. There you go. I call, uh-huh. I call that the I dismember mama shot. Oh, oh, my God. It's a shot. Oh, at least you at least you throw it. You, you can do it in a martini. Like, you can do it in a martini, too. If you like, if you like, to, you know, sip it up, just work on your portions. He's. That's just that's so jarring. <laughs> you have like berry vodka with fireball <laughs> and milk. You're is like, that not this movie though? No, 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 no. It's that is this movie. That is this movie. The, maybe the maybe the patriotism not so much, but the I the needed something to re- whole, I needed I something understand. to represent America. <laughs> How it's it's just you need it. You I just. I'm I'm concerned. You how did you see the American dream in Albert? Like how did you look at how did you look at this this I saw this I saw more of the, I saw more of the American nightmare in Albert fighting against the <laughs> <Okay>. American dream. <laughs> this now this is this is really what got to flex here with like film chops looking at Albert and just going just going yeah, he's fighting against the American dream or the, or the seedy underbelly that is America in the early 70s. Like, he's just, what? I just, you, It wow, was a struggle, okay. man. It was a real struggle. I just, no, 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 no. I respect the struggle, but I'm sitting there going like, damn, like you, you looked at this like a film theorist and I looked at this just like so surface level. I was like, wow, this character's really weird and like really full of himself. Fuck him. I'm going to make him a dirty martini, but like kind of the ones, those dickheads like that think they're sophisticated drink. And then you're just like, no patriotism <laughs> and milk <laughs> i mean you can pick but, you can pick, all right you, you can pick either like one or the other i just thought it needed a little bit of a twist no i mean and boy boy did you twist it <laughs> boy did you fucking twist it hats off to you it's twisted shit is twisted <laughs> now let's just you know what i'm fucking done i was like that that's you floored me you floored me with that cocktail now let's move the fuck on to this movie jesus christ so guys crack open a drink let us know what you think i dismember mama is because like i'm kind of genuinely curious at this point let us know on social media like what y'all think that this movie is. So guys, crack open a cold one and let's talk about I Dismember Mama. Albert has tried to kill his rich, snobbish mother once, for which he was institutionalized. The low-security hospital she has sent him to, however, is not prepared to deal with the extent of his problems. 
Obsessed with his own hatred for his mother, Albert is dangerously violent towards all women and attacks a nurse, after which his doctor decides to send him to a high-security state institution. So, Mike, the beginning of this movie. Yeah, so 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 this movie starts off. So this movie starts off already uh, already at a rocky start. So like, and like maybe the listeners found like a better way to watch this because I know for a fact that you watched the same YouTube video that I watched, and it was made in like it was like it had to have been filmed on like a Nokia because like dear Jesus, I couldn't make out shit. It was just. It was just like deep, like a like a really highly compressed black mm-hmm. for a while, and then you just see his eye, like one of his eyes, vaguely, and then like, like like just the lead into this whole movie is just nuts. And you mentioned like, you mentioned the lead in. I actually kind of want to piggyback off of that because mm-hmm. during this black screen, we get the soundtrack for this movie, and I got it. Like we get the first little bits of it, and I gotta say. When they opened with distorted like guitars and synth that very much sounded like it was trying to be underwater and threw a flute in there, I was like already like, all right, let's do this. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's, you're sitting there, you hear the weird like leaded music, and you're like, oh, all right, this is I don't know about the fence, and then you just hear some 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 Terry Cruz type of motherfucker just tearing it up on the flute. You're like I'm here. I'm here. I'm down. <laughs> Whatever this movie's got, I'm with it. it, it no, honestly, like, I want to get the soundtrack like on vinyl and just sit down, turn off all the lights, and just listen. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned the soundtrack. Just because the soundtrack, it's not that the soundtrack in this movie is bad. Quite the contrary. It's really good jazz mm-hmm. music. Like, I was actually quite okay with the soundtrack. It's just the choice of what sounds to use mm-hmm. is what confuses me because the soundtrack because the soundtrack does this really weird thing where or not a weird thing where it like like it does what soundtracks do which is where it the tempo picks up during tense moments and gets really slow during not tense moments which is completely normal the problem is is like Certain choices at certain points in time in the movie, the soundtrack is just really incongruous. Mm-hmm. Like, like in the beginning part of this movie, like there's an orderly, like like Albert attacks an orderly, mm-hmm. and it's just the the music that picks up during that time. It's just the most like, like it's like frantic peppy jazz. Like it's not like it's not like the, 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 temp- like, the like tempo really- is right, but the tone not so much. Yeah, it's it's like it's like it's like they got the note they got the notice that it needs to be fast mm-hmm. for the scene, but they didn't get the notice on what what key to put it in. So they're just like, let's just make it all major. So it sounds like it sounds like 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 really like energetic jazz music for like going to work as like this person's like brutally assaulting a woman and you're like you're like you're sitting there going like what the hell <laughs> you're like this is 
I'm just more confused at this point than I, than anything else. It's almost like we needed J.K. Simmons from Whiplash just to come around the corner and just like yell at somebody. <laughs> I was about <laughs> to say, I was like, I I need J.K. Simmons to sit there and just like really just, dig deep in terms of personal insults at the scream, soundtrack team. Just scream at them. <laughs> like, were you rushing or were you trying? <laughs> so, and with this opening scene, we see again like the nurses that help out. And all I got to say is all of these like um, nurses, all of the orderlies, I think you called them, they all look like they're just straight out of porn. Like, I mean, I was about to say. <laughs> it looks like they needed like they like some intern forgot the fucking like costumes and shit. So we had to run by a spirit Halloween and just picked up whatever was lying around. <laughs> I was about to say it was like no 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 not a spirit Halloween. It looks like they were they went oh 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 shit that's right we're doing the psych hospital scene oh Damon hey you and he they point to one of the PAs and just go get us some nurse out get us some nurse outfits and like the closest thing nearby was a Spencer's so he runs into the, like the sex shop corner of Spencer's and starts grabbing all like the all like the nurse clothing like the male nurse clothing and the female nurse clothing and comes back because like the female nurse cur- nurse clothing is super like Maybe it's because it was the 70s mm-hmm. and they just felt the need to make everyone <laughs> dress like that. Because I don't know. I wasn't alive in the 70s. I don't know what the fuck they were wearing. But it, but it doesn't feel like that. Because like it feels like the orderlies would be wearing like scrubs or like maybe like 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 a like an over lab coaty sort of thing. But like they're not. And you're like, oh, dude, okay. one of the guys just straight up looks like Mr. Clean with a mustache. I I swear, dude, fucking Mr. Clean. Dude, why? I think I, I, think I later dude, referred to him in my notes as like a bald porn stat, like bald porn guy or something. I see. I just called him Mr. Clean just because like he literally shows up and he's decked out in all white. And you're like, OK, I guess that fits for an orderly. But he's literally wearing the carbon copy of what Mr. Clean wears. And he's pasty ass white like mr clean the literal only difference is that he has a jet black mustache and he wants to watch porn with albert we'll get into that later that that was also a weird one but we'll move on past that (laughs) so again in this scene again some production stuff that probably only i and maybe like a few other people noticed is at this one scene they're standing next to a wall and you just see just this harsh black shadow just like right up against like that's not how lights work unless you got like some industrial grade like you know bright ass fucking lights light bulbs lighting your fucking room it's like it's like a it's like a stand they fit a stadium light into a four by four like cell and they just have it hoisted in the corner everyone everyone looks like everyone looks like they're in like 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 a scene in a cheesy like jesus movie where everyone goes to heaven because it's so fucking bright and the shadows are fucked up so again in this opening scene albert of course he kills the nurse we get some like Adam West inspired Batman music while he's killing her. The orderlies come in and pull him off. The nurse does some really poor acting by saying, Oh no, mm-hmm. stop it. And then we immediately move on from this to go to Albert's family. Now, this opening line from this, you know, we don't like to shit on kid actors because hell, 
we wouldn't have done a better job as kids acting in this scene. But fuck them kids. <laughs> Dude, I yeah, no. I got to say the the worst effect like again, and this is including all of like all of like the all of like the really shitty like like orderlies mm-hmm. and their acting which is terrible. Like this kid actor Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Like I swear to God, I would rather take young Anakin Skywalker than, than this kid. Dude, who is, dude, it's, I also have a Haley I, Joel Osment story. I'd like to, well, that's not Haley Joel Osment. Never mind. Continue. I, got I was about to say, that's, I was like, that's sixth sense, but okay. I was like, I was getting, no. I was getting my child actors confused. God, you gotta get this shit right. No, uh, I, yeah, I have no idea where they picked this kid from, but I swear to God, it sounds like it sounds like a really high tech version of Amazon Alexa reading the lines. Yeah, I mean, and again, we don't like to shit on these kid actors because you know we wouldn't have done a better job. But when something like when it's something like this blatant, and there was no way for you to you know work around it. I mean, like what? Like no one was like, maybe we should try someone else because there are good kid actors out there. It's just kind of yeah. like they just got to the bottom line, like, uh, you, come on. Yeah, they're like, they just ran into it. They just ran into to a ninth grade classroom and went, you'll do. And they're like, oh, uh, okay. So again, she's asking like, oh, when's Albert going to be home? And they just kind of like move on from all this. I guess the help, like, you know, she pats her along out of the way. And after this scene, we go back into the therapist's office where Albert calls his mother a whore. And the therapist has, I think it's the therapist that says the greatly written line, we need to deal with your feelings that all women were whores. And I'm like, yeah, it, was, it was at this point where I looked at Albert and I was like, <laughs> oh, so this guy was an incel 40 years before incel, like being an incel say, was a like, thing. I, I I actually have it in my notes is that and this is this is and and this if you're on the internet if you've been on the internet for the past like two or three years then you'll get this but like like Albert is quite literally the amalgamation of like like one of those really self-righteous persons on the internet that feels to um feels the need to um actually mm-hmm. every single person on social media and also the combination of an incel. So it's just that the worst of two worlds come together in one really shitty package because he t- he talks about other people like an incel and he talks about himself like he's like he's Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's the most like it's literally like the most self like the most self like important self-righteous like bullshit. And it's just the it's so nuts, like hearing this dude talk. Albert very much reminds me of what like every angsty, like middle school, high school boy who just hates their mother because she won't let him watch porn on the family flat screen. And he'll just, you know, (laughs) wave his fist and he'll show her one day. Yeah. 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 Quite literally. No, he's like he's like if like like. Like like a like a middle school like Kyle mm-hmm. that didn't like that wasn't popular that got dumped on a lot. See, he's got the all the all the aggressive and like weird tendencies, but he's also like got the like like the like I'll show them 
like they're not smart enough for me tendencies as someone who would get like bullied in middle school. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting there being like, oh, he's he's quite literally the worst combination of a middle school boy. <laughs> like, and also in this scene, uh, the therapist ends up calling Albert's home and having a conversation with um, Albert's or I can't remember who it was. Um, it was here where I realized so far Albert's like family, you know, the mom, the, the maid, I guess she is. And the little girl, they all seem like very like chipper and very like, you know, like not bothered by the fact that like (laughs) Albert tried to kill his mother, yeah, like no, like there is nothing, w- like no one was ever traumatized, and there's not like a looming sense of dread that someone would have if they went through an experience like this. It's very, very a contradiction of tones, if you will. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I totally, I totally back you up on that. It's like this weird leave it to Beaver situation, like. It's this very obvious thin veneer, leave it to beaver world that they're all voluntarily choosing to live in. Mm -hmm. It's not like just the mom is cognitively dissonant because then you could sit there and I don't even know if that's a word, but like she's just it would make more sense if the mom was the one that was willfully ignorant and everyone's like, oh, yeah, she took that shit really badly. And you're like, "Okay, yeah, cool, because like, you know, it's her son and all that Mm -hmm. nonsense. But like everyone is just like just 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 train this like they're talking about like like brunch on saturday like it's like it's uh, like talking about like it's such a mild like hiccup in the road and also we we're at the part where like the uh the lead therapist is talking to the mom right on the phone yeah yeah okay so I I don't know if you felt this, but I heard this and I sort of went, oh, God, one of those. The mom, when when the lead therapist was like, hey, your kid tried to kill an orderly because the orderly took away his porn. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like the woman goes, I'm sure she did something to piss him off. He wouldn't do that type of thing. And I was like, how could he tried to kill you? I mean, like how I'm like I'm like I'm like lady I don't know I don't know what you want from this therapist but this man it literally tried to kill a woman for for doing something that he didn't like after he tried to kill you like you can't white woman my little baby wouldn't hurt a fly sort of shit when he legally speaking in the eyes of the law she is very, she is very again she is very much like the mom of like a serial killer or something like that before, like during one of the stages of grief, like she's kind of, she's like yeah. at that first stage of like, but it's like, instead of like hitting that denial for, you know, a mo like a, you know, maybe a, a day. Oh, I don't know how long people grieve about this stuff. It seems like she yes. has been grieving about this, like being in denial of this yeah. for way way too long she's she's she much like much like much like a person much like a 30 year old 30 year old man stuck in his high school days she's stuck in the denial phase and has been for quite a while Mm -hmm. now like she's 
she hasn't moved on to like bargaining or like depression or acceptance or anything like that. She's literally just like, just like it didn't happen. She's treated like he's on a fucking vacay. Mm-hmm. Like it's, which is just, oh uh, yeah, no, just the mom made me angry because I'm just like, I don't know. No, she didn't make me angry. That was the wrong word. She just, she just confused me. <laughs> Because I'm sitting, because like the willful ignorance, I was sitting there going, like, I'm actually curious how you're able to. So after this, Albert offers to show. We mentioned the bald Mr. Clean porn guy earlier. So Albert offers to show this guy one of his films, and um, the bald porn guy is just like, oh, yeah, you know, sure thing. And just rolls with it. <laughs> and, you know, there's nothing just more empowering than two dudes watching porn together. I mean, it sounds like a Friday night. Am I right, Mike? Hey, man, all I got to say is Bucky Larson. Maybe we're the ones out of touch because Bucky Larson, two of our movies now have undergone this exact scenario. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there going like, Going like, is this something that like that like guys do? Like, I'm like, I'm 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 asking questions now. Questions that I, in my mind, don't think I should be asking. <laughs> like, I was like, 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 what kind of weird motherfuckers are out there that are just like, this is a normal, this is a normal progression of circumstances. Not only, and in this scenario specifically, after the orderly, like makes fun of albert like like mr clean straight up walks in and starts dunking on albert and albert's like i know you just want you just want to piss me off so that they're forced to send you away and he's like and he's like yeah yeah so what are you gonna do about it bitch and all that and then like how does the orderly sit there and just go from shitting on him to like to albert like to like to like listening to what albert asks like it's such a weird thing where Albert's like, "Hey," like, and he and he does this super obvious build up, like, like, like an alley oop, and like the man hook line and sinker like goes for it, and I'm just sitting there going like, "How? One, how did this scenario even come about? Two, like, how did you walk into this scenario?" <laughs> Do you watch porn with your bros? Feel free to let us know on social media. No, don't. No, <laughs> we don't need to hear that. We don't need to hear what you do in your spare time. The Mesh at Midnight podcast is okay with a certain level of barriers between its viewers and and, and itself. So I'm assuming you can guess like what like what happens after this scene um, with Albert eventually breaking out. But after this, we go to the um, – Robertson's house and the therapist arrives and the mom again she is in denial of the whole thing and I also noticed something there is a pool at this house and they also live in like this very nice they got like a nice staircase and nice open living room and it made me realize Albert is that like special type of like you know how like the really rich and the really poor are just some of the most fucked up people Mm-hmm. it's like yeah. there's like the middle class fucked up is like okay yeah they'll stalk you and they might kill you but like rich mm-hmm. people fucked up they will like fucking skin you alive and shit and they'll like it's, actually like yeah. buy a person 
Yeah, no, it's rich people fucked up is the like that rich people fucked up is the idea that like be like, oh, the law, you mean that thing I can buy? And you're like, oh, oh, Jesus. okay, wow. That opens up a whole new territory. Mm -hmm. Like, like poor middle class fucked up is like, don't get me wrong. That is terrible. Mm -hmm. It is. It's fucked up. It really is fucked up. Like it's not. But it's, it's that it's like it's like rich people fucked up is the same thing as like other fucked up but it's without any consequences Mm -hmm. so it's a constant state of one-upping itself (laughs) it's a constant state of ah well this is this is bland so let's kick it up a notch and like we mentioned uh albert he breaks out he fucking slits the guys slits the mr clean mr clean's throat and his parent his mom gets a phone call and you know oh surprise albert has escaped and we see Albert using a payphone to call home. And I'm sorry, but if this movie took place in like 2022, like someone someone would have found him just like he would have tried to get out and they're like, nope, say, not someone, happening. Someone would have found the someone would have been like, yo, why is this man dressed up like Pharrell at the Grammys with his goofy okay, ass hold hat up, hold and up, his red hold jacket? Up. You you mentioned something. And I'm like, he does okay, for me, he didn't look like Pharrell. He straight up looked like Michael Jackson with, oh, with okay. red, you know what that's actually with the red fitting. shirt with the black pants with the fedora and I'm sorry like he was just like out in public <laughs> just dressed like that with like an upbeat soundtrack going with it too he's going around killing people in a film called I Dismember Mama this movie it's, is totally it, confusing <laughs> I I just I just gotta say another thing. This is before Michael. Ja- this is wasn't. This came out when Michael Jackson was still like a kid and shit, right? I'm going to look that up real quick. Yeah, because like no, no, no. Because off the wall wasn't that like that was like Michael Jackson's first like solo album like shit like that was like and that was in like seventy five or seventy six. Yeah, no, off, or yeah, like in I'm looking at Wikipedia in 1975. The Jackson Five left Motown. They signed with Epic Records, and when was off the wall was released in 1979. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, did this movie inspire yo, Michael, Michael Jackson? Jackson <laughs> did Michael Jackson steal fucking Albert's drip? Like, I oh hate this God. movie now. This movie makes me mad. This movie. Should, this is like the what? most like unknown, what? like culturally significant movie out there. <laughs> it's just like. It's like it's like it's like a really really shitty version of Forrest Gump. It's like it's just like it's like it's like a it's like a movie that in my opinion was not all that great. Like but it but it's got like Eli Roth's into it, fucking Quentin Tarantino's into it. Maybe Michael Jackson stole an outfit from it. Like like how the fuck is this movie happening? <laughs> Coming, it's coming together with so much. It's just like you're going to be looking back at your life and you're going to realize like it was there all along. No, 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 no. It's like, it's like fucking the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it's instead of that Kevin Bacon, it's fucking six degrees of I just remember mama. All roads lead to I just remember mama. I swear to God, this sounds like a fucking conspiracy theory podcast at this point. We might do that. We might do that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Frogs. <laughs> we'll get into turning the frogs gay later, but for right now, we need to we need to figure out where Albert's going. 
I'm totally ready. I'm totally ready to rant about frogs going gay. So Albert hot wires the car, just starts driving around. He goes to his old house. Why the doors aren't locked? I don't know. It's probably just because it's the seventies. It's it's the seventies. It's the seventies and like the Hollywood Hills. So I guess like that was a lawless time. So. Uh, Albert goes in, he sees Alice, um, the maid or helper, whoever she is, and she is just like, you know, not phased by Albert just all of a sudden just being in, you know, the house. And she's just normal. She's like, oh, hey. And it's only like later when she realized that, oh, this person that she knew was institutionalized who is now in their house and is holding their hand, starts asking her if she is a virgin or not. Yeah, it's, this is, this is, see, this is the thing where it's like, again, it's like the leave it to beaver aspect of the movie and the not leave it to beaver aspect of the movie collide in this scene. Because like a a violent sexual predator Mm -hmm. has intruded into a home and the help is sitting there just going like, hey, how's it going? Haven't seen you in a uh, while. And she goes, yeah, she goes like, like, like she, like she, like, is she unaware that the mom was like, had her life attempted? Like, it's like, and she goes, dude, the, the thing that makes me sit there and just go like, okay, again, granted, I cannot sit there and just do it on behalf or anything like that. But like how as a person do you sit there and hear about this crazy person that got institutionalized and then you see him and you're like, you know what this guy needs? A firm handshake. Like what? You're not going to sit there. Pretty sure she also offers to like cook him a meal. Like no. See, see, that one is that one feels more like that one feels more like 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 panicked attempts to like get him to like go Mm -hmm. away or something like that. The the voluntarily let's walk over and give him a handshake is where I'm like, really, really, this is what we're gonna do. We're not gonna like panic, grab something to like hold him back like a lion tamer like no we're just gonna no we're just gonna completely eliminate the safe the safe space okay cool 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 good good so albert he eventually takes her up the stairs and albert just you know gingerly like lightly shoves alice onto this bed while albert sits down gingerly on the couch and albert's trying to pull some like edgelord shit by like pulling out a knife playing with it and asking Alice if she's afraid. And I'm sorry, but like if, if you're just sitting there like playing with a knife and you're like looking at it, I'm going to get up and I'm going to get the fuck out of there. Like, yeah. And no. she decides, and eventually she does decide to run and get up out of there. But Albert just fucking leaps up out of where he's sitting and just like stabs her once in the back. And we get like a, cl- a quick close up of it. And that's it. And, after this, she's just like not selling the injury at all when Albert yeah, tells her to take yeah. her clothes off. Like there would be a fucking stab yeah. wound. It's yeah, it, it's super weird because like he sits there and is like one. He's like sitting there doing again, self-important Redditor. Like he's sitting there just like really riding a high right now. Just like sitting there doing the classic like twisting the knife and the open knife in his hands and like looking at it and talking about some like what he thinks is super big brain Mm -hmm. shit 
trying to like freak her out. And then like, yeah, like you said, he stabs her. And then you're just like, this woman just like, is like, is like owie. Like she just like got, like she just got like, like a pinprick in her finger or she like, like a tree band tree branch, like swung around and swatted her in the face or something like that. Like she treats it as super inconvenient. (laughs) Like, which is weird. Albert is definitely like falls into the category of, middle school boy trying to just prove that he's edgy. I'm a hundred. I'm convinced that oh, if yeah. we remade this today, he Albert would probably just be really into Minecraft and Fortnite and just yell, she <laughs> at just inappropriate oh, times. Yeah. He would just, he, yeah, he would sit there and just like, he, he would lack all of like the empathy and sympathy of a normal person and would just be really too into like, Huge. I don't. I don't know what middle schoolers are. I don't. I don't know what middle schoolers like or whatever the fuck. It's just yeah, like Minecraft or whatever. But like, it's just yeah. No, he like Albert quite literally is just like he's he quite literally acts like a middle mm-hmm. schooler. He acts like an edgy middle school boy trying to prove that he's prove that he's scary. And you're like, you're just sitting there going like, you just. You just look. You just look like an. And idiot. he's trying to prove. And he's trying to prove that by asking this girl to take her bra off or like take her clothes off and tells her to mm. play with her boobs. And again, we watched this yeah. on YouTube, by the way, and we yeah, just no, saw that, boobs on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you, man, dude, you ever YouTube is like, I remember seeing the metric at one point that like, like most people only see like the top 1% of YouTube mm-hmm. videos. Like, like it, it is like apparently like a minuscule amount of people see the top one percent. That means there's like ninety nine percent of just like crap. And I just gotta say, that ninety nine percent is a is is an unguarded territory. That is just like that is that is the wild wild west. If if you as a person on the internet ever thought that like YouTube's fallen down the shitter dig into like the really like dig into the underbelly of YouTube and you will realize soon that no, it's not <laughs> YouTube is still, you weird. can still find just crazy shit just all Absolutely. over the place. Absolutely. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube very quickly can turn into world star hip hop or like live leak or some shit. If you just look hard enough. And when we find out that um, Alice is dead, we get this like, phone call and the next the next stop just boom all of a sudden like alice is dead and i gotta say she doesn't look very dead for a movie (laughs) called i dismember mama so far it's been surprisingly tame like there have been some like uncomfortable moments like with when albert was asking alice to dance that was a genuinely like there was moments in there where i was like okay this is like kind of uncomfortable but then there are like for it's called I dismember mama. I would be expecting yeah. a lot more gore from this movie. Yeah, I was expecting I was at least expecting like like Texas Chainsaw levels of gore at least because, you know, that Texas Chainsaw, that's a hardcore mm-hmm. name. Like I don't think anyone argues that. That's a pretty hardcore fucking name for a movie. I, but it's like the blood compared to nowadays in Texas Chainsaw is not all mm-hmm. that crazy. I was expecting it to at least match Texas Chainsaw in terms of its goriness, where it's like, by today's standards, it's not all that gory, but like, by then standards, it was insane. Mm-hmm. But like, 
even by then, like it didn't feel all that wild. Like it's just like I was just like there are movies that came out at that time where it's like they're that gory. Maybe it's the blood mm-hmm. that was shown that that like tease it off as being more hardcore. But like I don't know, man. This movie just doesn't seem. It doesn't fit the name. I dismember mama. Like it doesn't. It sounds like it should be like like nuts. Like it should be some intense shit. But like it's just not. You're kind of just like it's just a lot of uncomfortable moments. The little girl that we saw at the beginning shows up at the front door, sees Albert just, you know, in her home and just absolutely is not phased by this. And then at this point, they just decide to, you know, have playtime. Yeah, yeah, it's they just decide to hang out even when and again, like I got to be again, I got to keep it real. The kid is, I feel like the kid's supposed to be like 11 or 12, but like the kid looks like 13 or 14 or something like that. Mm -hmm. The kid looks old enough to understand the phrase, he's dangerous and he went away. Like, was this like just a set, like like a 70s thing where like they hadn't got gotten into stranger danger yet? Yeah, I I guess I don't, I guess it was still like, I still, they didn't even use the phrase mentally ill. All they said was, hysterical Mm -hmm. or some shit like that like oh no he's not he's not he's not completely fucking insane he's just he's just unstable or he's a little hysterical you're like you're like oh okay but like even yeah even that is like the kids the kid is not like asking any questions the kid just rolls with everything and you're like okay Mm -hmm. okay yes And during this part, we get some scenes of like the mom talking with the therapist and this other detective character that we meet. But again, the real meat of this movie is focusing on Albert and his relationship with this girl. And we see them bonding and eating candy. And Albert decides like, oh, they need money. So he runs upstairs and calls out for his like it feels like at this point. Albert's mind has reverted back to just this childlike state while they're in this house. Yeah, it's it. So this whole so it's like, I don't know, give or take. It feels like it's about like a 15 or 20 minute like just stretch Mm -hmm. where it's just out. It's just it's just it's just an A plot and a B plot where it's like the A plot is Albert and this kid. And they're just like just doing shit. And then like the B plot is like the mom, the therapist and the detective. Mm -hmm. And like, I love the dialogue on the B plot. I'm going to be honest with you. The B plot was, (laughs) I, I love the B plot because the B plot gave a lot of dialogue out specifically for the detective. Who's both very rational and uses really, he's just, I like the detective, not because he does things sensibly, but just because his choice of words is always really funny because like there's one scene that stuck out specifically where it's like the therapist and the detective are talking about Albert and like the therapist is like, Oh no, he's ill. He needs to be like, he needs to be like taken care of or like transported to a hospital. And the detective's like, I don't give a shit. He's a crazy idiot. Who's like running around with a child. We're not. He, and he starts laying it at Albert, like just 
just dumping on him. And then he turns to the mom who's like two feet away and just goes, oh, no offense. Like, <laughs> he's like, whoops, my bad. He's just, he's just like, you can't sit there and just like, just dog on this woman's kid for like 20 minutes and they just go, hey, my be Like, which I just think is great. Also, the, the detective's catchphrase is like, he always says, for Christ's sake. Like, honest to God, I, I heard him say, oh, for Christ's sake, or for Christ's sake, so awesome, so often, and it was just great. But that's all I had to say. I wanted a big light to the B-plot, because it is just like, the detective character, great. He's just awesome. He's one of the best parts he's about this movie. A, he, no, no, not one of, the only. He's the only, he's the only part about this movie that I'm like, like okay yeah fine fine the detective is being a normal detective but like he's also weirdly like just dumping on dumping on people in front of like their loved ones like but now we do get like you know like little moments within this b plot where albert's mom is like you know playing the piano and saying things like why would he want to hurt me and again gives the classic (laughs) i did everything i could speech like we mentioned earlier meanwhile albert and this little girl, they just run off with some money that he took from upstairs. Uh, meanwhile, Alice's dead body is just like, you know, still there. We cut to the next scene and we see a shop. Like, the, I don't know why this stuck out with me like it did, but we see a shop that sells hot dogs for the sign said hot dogs for 19 cents. And I'm like, oh, my I'm like, God, what? The? And again, I guess it, that was like you know, the market price at the time, but like, yeah, I see that now and I'm like, what the, what the fuck? Like, is this, what just, are they putting in that? Hot I want to know. Well, I don't want to know what they're actually putting into hot dogs, but I specifically want to know what they're putting into that one. Like how many diseases would that have given me? <laughs> I like 19. Dude, if this movie dog, were like, food, it would be a 19 cent hot dog. Absolutely. It'd be cheap enough to where you, where you, it's like it's like if you if they're like, hey, we're selling a full, honest to god, like hot dog for like seventy five cents. You're like, I really want to know what the catch is here because that's a little too cheap. <laughs> gas station food, essentially. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it's like gas station sushi. This is the beginning of like Albert and this little girls. They just have a nice day out. So apparently, Magic Mountain, which is where they wanted to go, apparently that was closed. So they just hijack a trolley sprint on rooftops and just commit grand theft auto with these little like paddle boats and it's just all a nice wholesome if a little bit creepy time yeah no 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 i actually want to jump in here so while there i actually i actually i looked this up but like the music as they're like committing like this grand theft and like jumping over rooftops and shit is literally poor albert that's the name of the song. And I'm just sitting there going like, all right, this is a little on the nose. And I don't know if I agree with the sentiment that it's trying to. I mean, it, it did go. The movie did go by the alternate title of poor Albert and little Annie. Again, again, let's not use the phrase poor and Albert because Albert has made it abundantly clear that he is not the one to be sympathized with. <laughs> Albert has issues. After this, the cops discover Alice's uh, body. And when the cops see this, they're like, wait a minute. Like, doesn't doesn't she have a kid? And I'm just like, I don't know that. I was just like, no one would have been like, oh, 
maybe we need to find this little girl. And the cops not like not asking, like ask if there's anywhere this kid could have gone. And the therapist is just like, oh, I, 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 I can't do that. So again, just more stuff with the B plot. And the next scene, Albert and the girl on the boat are, you know, first of all, Albert, again, in this scene is dressed like Michael Jackson, which for some reason just fits with this movie. <laughs> I was like, I just love that. That's the stick out moment where you're like, why does he look like Michael Jackson? <laughs> so the little girl is asking about her mother and Albert at this point is having flashbacks, or not flashbacks, but visions of killing his own mother and we get kind of like, you know, this is when Albert vocalizes like he tells the little girl that he wants her to love him, which this is where the movie gets a little uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. This is when the movie sits there and goes from like goes from like, wow, are they trying to humanize Albert? Like, I don't know how I feel about the direction of this too. Oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Please don't tell me they're going down this route. Yeah, and, it, and again, it was specifically here where the movie just because in the in the earlier scenes, you're like, okay, Albert's is mentally deranged. They're like, there's nothing like romantic there, but it's like here when he when he verbalizes, I want you to love me. Yeah, that's when you're like, that's when you're like, oh, ooh, er, all right, well, maybe and not. To go along with the purity, Albert takes her to a Victorian hotel and talks about the girl's need for purity. And again, I, I he admittedly like during this portion, I'm like, okay, you know what? You know what movie? I know what you're trying to make me feel uncomfortable and you're making me feel uncomfortable because I was about to say good like, job. They're talking. I was about to say it's the movies obviously like, like, I don't know. In my opinion, it looks, it feels like the movies really trying hard to sit there and just be like, are you uncomfortable yet? Are you uncomfortable yet? Are you uncomfortable yet? And they're like, it's at this point where I'm sitting there going like, yeah, you know what? I am. Very. I am. I am. You succeeded. You succeeded. I'm uncomfortable. You win. Now let's move on. Please, for the love of God. So again, Albert, we're at this Victorian hotel. Albert and the girl do, I guess, what's supposed to be a marriage ceremony where Albert throws a bed sheet over the girl and that kind of looks like the beginning of a KKK robe puts a ring on her finger and then, okay, yeah, we now have forced underaged marriages for this movie as if we needed Mr. Clean where we already have Mr. Clean porn guy and like telling a girl to take her clothes off while you just sit there twirling a knife playing Minecraft and, telling her to touch it like <laughs> so yeah, yeah forced marriages no, it, that's a thing <laughs> this movie this movie's kind of just hitting hitting the hitting the shitty human bingo card of like of like things that make a person just just unquestionably unlikable it's like this movie in my as i was watching this shit unfold i was sitting there just going like you know what this movie hasn't done at any point Mm -hmm. or done successfully. That's what I should say. Done successfully. Make the character understandable. Like there, the movie didn't even try at any point to sit there and just go, here's what happened that resulted Mm -hmm. in this. Here's, here's what led up to Albert lashing out. It's all just like the, it's just so weird that they're just like, how about he's just 
unlikable in every conceivable way, objectively, without any attempt at all to do anything. You're like, what the? F-? It's just so weird. It's just so weird to me. Out of this weird wedding ceremony, Albert gets on the phone to call his mom and they have a nice back and forth. Um, it was in this scene where I was kind of getting a little bit of Norman Bates vibes from Albert, which I guess this movie was trying to do. Like any deadbeat son, Albert is asking his uh, mother for money for his trip that him and Annie can go on. But then he tells like him and Aunt, like he t- says that, hey, me and Annie are going away and we wouldn't want anything bad to happen to Annie. Like he's talking to a he's talking to his mother about harming this child. And again, the mom's acting mm-hmm. in this scene. It's just not good. It's just like she's just kind of <laughs> nodding and she's only showing like maybe 40% emotion. Now, I'm not saying she needs yeah, to go over the top, yeah. but like at this point, it just kind of feels like she's not all the way there. Yeah, it's it's the way the way this the way the mom is portrayed in this scene specifically is like she's just so her response isn't like her response is like the uh the response you hear when like you're like I'm sorry uh you're 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 uh we didn't we didn't deliver your pizza but also we're not refunding you for the lack of delivery that's the response she's giving off like this like it's it's inconvenience topped off of a like real inconvenience mm-hmm. when in when in reality it should be like something that's like super like it's bad super worrying yeah. it's bad yeah. like but she's just sitting there going like oh okay all right <laughs> you're like well, what the hell annie goes to sleep and Albert is watching her sleep. That is a very weird and uncomfortable sentence to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's it's awful. And yeah. Albert sees this, and I guess he is appearing to have developed a deeper attraction. So Albert decides, fuck this. He puts on his bright red Michael Jackson fuckboy jacket and goes <laughs> out to a bar and decides to start picking up some women. And one of the yeah. women that he talks to in this scene gives a line that I just wanted to point out. <laughs> um, she said, did you know my grandfather was George Washington's horse? And I got to say that line fucking threw me. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> of all of the things that the movie has sidelined you with, with all of the creepy shit it's done, it's just that one liner is just dropped randomly and it's just like just as a listen as a viewer you're just kind of sat there going like the what what the hell did she just say (laughs) this guy is just like this movie it just kind of keeps throwing stuff at you that just continues to baffle you and another thing that's baffling Mm -hmm. is for a guy that's been in a mental hospital for you know what they've described as a few years he seems to be interacting with this group of people just like a normal fuckboy would. Yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but like, isn't like, like he's supposed to be like a psychopath or something. And aren't psychopaths supposed to be like uncaring or like super able to like blend in or like tell people what they like to hear or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. But like, 
even then, he's been like locked off from the outside world for like three years. The only conversation being fucking Mr. Clean. <laughs> so it's like, so it's just like, you're like, yeah, this guy's weirdly hitting it off, apparently, acor- according to this movie, because his dialogue is real weird, but he's apparently completely fine to them. So, I mean, I've- maybe in this movie's canon, like he's he did. He really just nails it. <laughs> So, of course, Albert takes this girl and brings it back to the Victorian hotel sex room. Um, and I guess Albert's fetish is just watching people dance. So he tells her, like, you know, dance. They make out. Albert throws money. He takes off the girl's dress, who's very much a gold digger. Um, again, mm-hmm. this is the second time we're seeing boobs on YouTube. And it just <laughs> they just start making out and... Albert eventually, uh, like, I guess he starts feeling some type of way. So he tells her to stop. She doesn't stop. He tells her to stop. She doesn't stop. And then eventually he just kind of gives like the world's lightest strangle to her. Like he puts yeah. his hand on his, mm-hmm. he puts his hand on her throat and then she just kind of struggles for like a second. And then all of a sudden she just dies. And that was probably again, <laughs> That that is what we've had so far. We've had kind of like a mediocre, like not even a really stabbing. It was just kind of like a poke, and that was it. Yeah, and we it's, get a it, mild yeah, exactly. choke with this death. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm not saying there. He didn't need to like method act and like choke the daylights out of this woman, but like he kind of. It, it, there's the way it looks like it. It looks like you kind of just like wringing the neck of a kid who did something mm-hmm. wrong you're like god damn it like on a homer simpson not actually trying to choke her yeah exactly kind of sitting there going like god damn it what what the hell's wrong with you like. so annie sees albert lightly strangling this woman and she's like oh okay i'm actually with a psychopath she nopes the fuck right out of there down a fire escape albert chases but it's like when he's during this like chase scene when albert's running after annie it's not really like he's, you know, full force sprinting for it. It's more like, you know, a nice jog after her. Yeah, it's also like, also like, it's really weird because he's like, he's like cry jogging mm-hmm. as he's like chasing after her because oh, the kid, this is the part of the movie where I'm like, the kid acts like, like any human being. This is the good acting when the they realize that there's. I was about to say this. This is the part of the movie where the kid actually manages to act because the kid screams and then just dips, and you're like, "Okay, believable." That's a normal response, and like, it's weird because you just see Albert like cry, run, like, be like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. God damn it, I'm sorry." As he's like running after this person who's like just witnessed her murder. Also, like, as they're like, as like they're like chasing each other, and it's like. As they're chasing each other, it's I'm super confused where they're chasing each other. I don't know if you had this question too. Like where they're located, like, where they where they are in yeah, relation yeah, where to where they were. Because, like, yeah, because like I'm assuming they're in LA. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I see palm trees, I see hills, I see I don't know, convertible. Surprise, they're like, in Miami. It just, it, <laughs> yeah, I was, about, I was about to say they're in Miami. <laughs> Just my luck. No, it looks like it, it just looks like they're in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, cool. Uh, fine. Whatever. L.A. Like I, L.A. had to have been busy at that point in time, like because 
It's just like it's just like it looks like they're running through an abandoned football stadium. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like it's just the quiet clapping of like the per- the people's shoes on concrete. There's no hustle and bustle. There's no like cars driving by honking or like homeless people or anything like that. It's literally it's quite literally just the two of them running. And you're like and it's just empty. Like there's no noise other than that. Again, again, it's if this movie took place confusing. if this movie took place today, they would be running past homeless people, wannabe TikTokers, and maybe and maybe Jay Leno. Maybe they would yeah, maybe exactly. Jay Leno would be there. He's in he's in some he's in some really weird, obscure car from like the fifties. <laughs> just just him and his really shitty jokes and his huge ass chin just driving by. So we get we get to like, I guess where they're trying to do like the horror movie thing here, and they have a room filled with mannequins. And I do gotta say, like, you know, a room filled with mannequins, they're going for the horror movie thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind this. I guess it was I guess I guess this wasn't a trope at that point in time either. Yeah, the, like again, this movie this movie came out in the 70s, so like this they were still trying God to damn it. Why are we giving so much credit to this movie? Fuck. You know, honestly, like I should have written an academic paper specifically about this movie. Yeah, no. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> it's just No. In a I dismember mama at all. Oh my god. For my for my master's thesis, I'm going to be discussing the hit 1972 horror movie. I just remember mama. Meanwhile, it's like a hundred pages long, and I'm just picking it, it would be it would be this episode of this podcast. That's what I would turn in. I was about to say, I was about to say, you're just turning this shit. Where it's just an hour and ten minutes of us just rambling about this movie. So in this scene, Albert's running in and we've lost track of Annie. Albert is slowly approaching Annie pretending to be a mannequin and just swings a swings a cleaver and Annie screams. I got to say, like, it kind of flips like the tr- like what the trope would be is, you know, like you're wa- you're walking to the mannequin room and one of the mannequins is the killer. Well, this movie kind of flips mm-hmm. on its head and says, OK, well, what if we're following it from the killer's perspective, trying to find the victim? So, I'm like, OK, for th- for that yeah. instance, even like even in the 70s, like I was like, OK, this is kind of a, you know idea that i can get behind but then we get like some bad choppy slow motion music from a 70s cop drama and (laughs) the the cops arriving they wander across the dead body that albert had like lightly choked and this is like the big climax of the movie where annie and albert they're having their interaction Albert swings the cleaver with the lowest intention of killing Annie. What's like, like it's yeah, a exactly. bother for him to swing the cleaver at all. And then out of mm-hmm. nowhere, I fucking cackled when this happened, when Albert goes to swing the cleaver, he trips, he stumbles. And all of a sudden Albert just careens out of like a window, <laughs> just plummets 50 feet down was- into the ground. Like they did not even establish where they were and all of a sudden albert just careens off of this like five stories it's It's unbelievable i I swear to god i i was like it's just his it's just so funny because i laughed at that scene too i was so confused i was like what the hell happened i thought i truly thought Annie like pulled some shit like tripped him and like threw him out but like even then like he 
full on same as fucking Mac and me just gets fucking launched just just out this window. And the best part is, is like they show him like getting they show him and like a mannequin getting launched out of the window. But like it's so obvious that like it's like also a mannequin that's dressed up in the clothes that Albert's wearing. So right. it's just it looks like it look very blatantly looks like two mannequins that someone just fucking hummed out a window. <laughs> and it's just it's just the most insane shit because like because like they get dis it's not like they just like their like thighs hit the window and then they like tumble mm-hmm. out. Like they just like like a like they like like they're trying to like fucking dive roll. Like they just like launch out of this. And by the way, that's the movie right there. Like it is like we're that's we're it. done. Yeah. Like at this like it is a shot of Albert swinging the cleaver um the mannequin then albert like hugging the mannequin they front flip out a window he hits the ground the cops come across him and that's it that is what we are left with it literally it literally hard cuts as annie hugs the cop that's it annie hugs the cop hard cuts it's done and you're like it's just so like what there's no resolution what (laughs) it's like it ends like it ends like the movie ends as if it was like The Sopranos, because mm-hmm. you know The Sopranos had the famous ending. Spoiler where it's alert! Like just it fades. Or, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, spoiler point, alert for the. What are you doing? I was about to say it's like it's like fucking nine years old. How the hell everyone knows the ending of The Sopranos at this point? It's like where it's the hard cut to black before you can see the mm-hmm. ending, but it's like this movie does that, but with a freeze frame and like no resolution and at the wrong point in time. It's just so weird <laughs> kind of like what the fuck so like we said that's i dismember mama and for a movie called i dismember mama it was pretty tame all things considered especially by like today's standards like yeah alice's death was pretty brutal and the interaction between albert and annie was again very uncomfortable but that's really it. Again, the word I feel like the word dismember in the title is what really gave us the expectation like oh, we should be seeing a movie with like a bunch of gore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You would expect like some really really intense shit. Mm-hmm. So again, this was a apparently historical movie that we've come to find out. <laughs> I was about to say it's like uh, again, more and more of these things. We just learn more and more about this movie as time went on. Like at this point, we're like, I wouldn't be surprised if like James Cameron got inspired for like Terminator from like Albert. Like it was just at this point, I'm like, anything's on the table with this fucking movie. So guys, that was I Dismember Mama. Let us know what you think about it. And... um yeah, I mean, that's that's all I really got to say. Again, this movie preceded both Black Christmas and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You can make this you can make a case for this movie being one of the very first slasher movies. And um, yeah, if you guys want to yeah. see a movie with boobs on YouTube, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, I was like I was, I'm going to be honest. I don't really see a reason why people should watch this. I was like, this isn't like one of those things where I can be like, oh, never watch like it's not like Bucky Larson where I'm like, avoid not. this for the love of all that is holy. Do not watch this. And it's also not like Chopping Mall or Samurai Cop where I'm like, this is mm-hmm. great. Well, you should watch this, but only when you're very, very, very inebriated. 
like this is that this is that middle ground of a bad movie where it's kind of like you're kind of like I mean you can watch it and like and like it will in fact kill an hour and a half. Did we discover a new category? Is this like a historically significant bad movie? Bad movie? No, we can't we can't add another category to this. We can't add inspirational bad movies. We'll throw Plan 9 from Outer Space in there as well. God damn it. Oh, I think you're right. This is an inspirational bad movie. God damn it. Oh, we have another category. Fuck. We gotta create like a list of these things. I was about to say, I was like, like like some listeners should keep a track of like all the categories we've come up with. With these damn movie types of bad movies. Well, guys, that's been this episode of Messed Up at Midnight. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening to us. And, um, yep, we'll see you next week. Yeah. uh, Go follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and we're on Instagram. Uh, I think the at for Instagram is at mess. It's at messed Uh, up at midnight. Yes, at messed up at midnight. And then... Instagram is at messed up at midnight as well. So yeah, give us a follow there. Uh, we'll keep you guys posted. We post clips. Uh, sometimes we post our thoughts on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's about the extent of it. Go check out our thoughts and our dank memes as well. I was about to say we we try and keep it we try and keep it fresh outside of just movies. We're not you know we're not a monolith, all right? You know, it was like a random uh, thoughts, yeah. like you know. What was it? You'd rather be like Tony Hawk? What was it? Yeah, yeah. Tony Hawk is you're too rad to be sad. Exactly. So if you want to, if you want to be rad and not sad, go follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay.